Warning. The following podcast contents material that could be deemed offensive. You'll hear explicit language, jokes in poor taste and overall crude humor. Listener discretion is advised. Enjoy. Well, maybe he just has manners. Yo, baby, you have your asshole licked by a fat man in an overcoat? Hanging with D's, episode number 100. We made it, boys. This is going to be probably long on the longer side. Yeah. Cut into a couple of parts. Uh, It is Sunday morning. Uh, Just prepped 20 pounds of wings for our Steelers home opener. And in part celebration, uh, we are fresh off the road. Well, not too fresh. We got in last night, but still. Um, took a, took a little trip up to Ann Arbor, Michigan, to the big house. No, we didn't. We took a pilgrimage. Whatever, a pilgrimage to the big house to uh, to watch Michigan uh, squeak one by UConn. <laughs> yeah, that's one way to put it. Fifty nine to zero. Yep. And we will uh, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about other college scores. Talk about the bet of all bets, and then preview week one, and then we'll uh, we'll jump off here. Be seamless for you though. Uh, jump off here, cook a whole bunch of wings, watch some football, and then come back and recap sum it, the nooners. Sum it all up. So let's get her going. I am your host, Dee's. Of course, with me as always, Dylan. And uh, let's just let's start off with how our weekend started. Ann Arbor, Michigan, took off Friday. Supposed to have been a five and a half hour drive there, but a little bit of traffic. I think knocked it up to about right around six. Not quite six. I don't think. I think we were. When it was all said and done, what, 15, 20 minutes beyond the, the original time? I think so, so yeah. Uh, when the traffic wasn't there, I was hauling ass. So right. Made up a little bit of time that we lost through the traffic. But Chicago, unfortunately, provided a lot of traffic, which yeah, know, but pretty on brand. Michigan was just as bad. When we got on we the We weren't deadlocked, side, though. No, not, li- not like we were just in that, that last little bit of Chicago. But even with all the construction in Michigan, there was a lot of slowdown. Yeah. Like I couldn't go my nice comfortable, you know, eighty five. I'd uh, you know keep it under seventy seven, which right. kind of sucked. Um, you're the Michigan fan. Uh, I'll let you just, like tell it. Describe like it the experience. Yeah. Um, and then I'll add my thoughts. Uh, everything I thought it would be it was amazing. Um, the town. Uh, we didn't see a whole lot of the town. Granted. Um. It just kind of seemed like a college town. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, Friday night was definitely busy, especially near the downtown area. We're trying to go to some local famous burger place, and that was – we ended up giving up on that. Yeah, yeah. Was it Crazy Jim's Blimpy Burger, I believe is what it's called. So, Seemed like for a town – like you pointed out, it's not a whole lot bigger than the main town we're from. And, again, we didn't – drive around the whole thing but it almost seemed like it was maybe area wise spread out a little more mm-hmm. so i don't know maybe um 
Go on. Yeah, so. Uh, it was great to, it's just weird, you know, being a fan of, you know, a Michigan fan in Illinois. It's like, you see someone in the maze in blue, it's like, oh, go blue. But you don't do that there because yeah. I'd be doing it every five minutes. I'm like, yeah, okay, you weirdo. I did have a guy at the gas station on our way out. Like, I did too. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was probably the same guy. Probably, I'd imagine so. The the black guy? With, yeah. Yeah, same thing. Right on, so. Um, you know, you kind of mentioned it, and now that I've had time to think about it, you're kind of right. The big house isn't quite as big as I thought it would be. It was underwhelming. I won't go that far. Well, I mean, when you see it on TV, packed to the fucking gills, it just looks huge. Right. And and granted, this you've never been inside of an NFL stadium, correct? Correct. Yes. NFL stadiums are bigger. Obviously, they have seats, which we talked about at the game. They have seats, so their capacity is nowhere near what they can cram in there. The the big house, Michigan Stadium, is a giant bowl, much like the Rose Bowl or whatever. Yeah. It's just a giant bowl, and the only seats are either in the boxes or there were a couple of boxes near the top along the sidelines where they had sections of seating. Other than that, the whole thing is bleachers. So that's how they get to their 115 or whatever. Um, and, yeah, they pack them in there. Like, yeah. we were – you didn't have a whole lot of room to move around. I thought I was going to have to get into a fight. <laughs> yeah. With with this drunk idiot from Canada. I don't know if you call Oh, that. really? Yeah, no. he was from Toronto. Huh. Um, And, yeah, he was uh, – he was pretty obnoxious and he was not he seemed nice though. He wasn't like a dick. He was just obnoxious and yeah, annoying. Yeah, he, he probably just had, had well, he's a, Canadian, so of course he's not a dick, but yeah, he had had a few too too many pregame because when they came back after the half, he was much more mellow because I don't know if he you know, gacked up some of the sideline to, you know, rally a little bit, but uh he seemed to be much somebody did, because I seen a couple of spots that were fresh baked. What, what do you mean? Puke. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, well, one of a, which right by the bathroom door as we were leaving. I meant, you know. Oh, well, hell, might have been that too. But either way, he was a much more pleasant experience in the the second half than he was the first half. And I told Dylan, I was like, oh, I'm just letting you know, this might go viral. <laughs> You've right. seen old D's on fucking YouTube beating the shit out of some fucking college kid from yeah. Canada. Start a whole international incident. <clears throat> it was kind of weird, though, because I mentioned this to you, too. At halftime, I got a little parched, so I went out to get something to drink. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to see. It's halftime. It was, fuck, what was the score at that point? 38 uh, nothing. You're right. Um, I went by the entrance to see, you know, if people were leaving. And, it, yeah, it looks like a lot of people were leaving. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's good. I'm like, well, there's also a fuck ton of people in the concourse. Yeah. So, and I grab my water, get back to my seat, and I'm like, okay, there's still a fuck ton of people back in the stadium. So, yeah. What 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 did you say the capacity is? One fifteen. I think the record's like one fourteen eighty, or eight hundred something like that. And that was probably an Ohio State game or something. Uh, like no, I believe it was the Notre Dame under the lights game, their oh, first okay. night game. If I had to guess, just based off of that capacity, if I had to guess, I would say there was probably in the neighborhood of eighty five thousand. Yeah. Maybe 90, something like that, somewhere in that range. That one corner was kind of bare. Yeah, I mean, it did fill up by, you're talking about the student section corner? Yeah. Yeah, I was, but by, I'd say by middle of the first period, there wasn't much up at Mm. the top that was still open. But 
you know, they, they had some of the boxes weren't all the way full and, and around the, the entire outer upper bowl was, you know, they, they probably had room for hard, hard, believe I'm going to say another 20,000 or so. So right. 85, 90 is probably a sure. pretty fair assessment. Sure. I'll say something else that kind of, I, I thought was pretty surprising, pretty easy to get around that stadium too. Yeah. Yeah. The outside, the concourse area is very nice and open and. Yep. Which again, having been in NFL stadiums, it, it's all, all of the stuff in the NFL stadium is under like the stands, like right. all your concessions and gift shops and things like mm-hmm. that. So when you walk into the gate, you know, they had that nice big open area. They had concessions over there. They did have some right under the stadium, but nothing overwhelming like you would find in NFL or whatever. So yeah, and it was I liked that you could literally like boom, here sections were very easy to get to, you know. Uh I wasn't when we walked in where we walked in at what row 80? Mm-hmm. Is that where we were? And then had to walk down like 60-some fucking rows yeah. to get to our seat. Great seats. We were 24 rows off the field in the end zone, basically right behind the – if I, if we're looking at the end zone, like we were straddling the right hash. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, really good seats. I mean, for end zone seats, I realize oh, when they get on the other end of the field, it's kind of hard to see, but still – um. They they were as good as end zone seats. I I wouldn't have wanted to be too much lower. Yeah, in the end zone. Yeah, I, I Hunter was busting my balls because like last week or whatever. He goes, "Where are the seats?" I'm like, "Oh, end zone." And he was like, "Oh, dude, you're gonna have a horrible time. End zone seats suck." And I'm like, "Don't say that." <laughs> and yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. I was worried because we talked about this too. When you see a photo like mm-hmm. uh, from an end zone seat, you know the camera kind of makes it naturally further, seem further away, back. Yeah. And also flatter, it seemed. Mm-hmm. But no, it, it was kind yeah, of... Yeah, we, we had a really good angle. I mean, maybe another 10 rows up would have been an even better angle. But yeah, um, I think, and just judging by the geometry of that bowl, I would say if you want to have the best viewing experience of the field, I would try and keep it between rows like 20 and like 35. Because you're still somewhat close but you're elevated enough and got a good angle on, on any spot of the field. Right. But now time to talk about the game. Massive route. Blake Corner yeah, yeah, scored five touchdowns. Um, one thing that I was, that had me kind of concerned was, and I didn't, I don't think I brought this up last week. Um, and last week's game when, game when Cade McNamara came in, um, he was a starter last year, beat Ohio state, won the big 10 title. He got booed. And that fucking pissed me off because why the fuck are you booing this kid after everything he did last year? And he's still a captain. Like, his teammates love him. You know, he's handling this the best way, you know, you expect a 21-year-old kid to. So it was nice, like, right at the right before the half when he came in, he got a nice ovation. That that, yeah. that made me very, very happy. And then promptly got sacked. <laughs> yeah, got sacked. Did have a nice throw, and uh, he he did get hurt on that second play, though. Yeah. yeah. I guess his foot got caught. I didn't know that until after the fact. Yeah, I, didn't, it, I don't know if it was something that he shook off on, uh, at the moment and then was like, hey, there's something yeah. wrong here or what. But, I mean, they they didn't even – it wasn't anything they even came out on the field for. Right. Like, he jogged off. and Yeah, like I said, had no clue he was hurt until last night. I watched Harbaugh's press conference. And then Harbaugh 
<laughs> channeled his inner Nathaniel Hackett and kicked a way too long field goal rest <laughs> before the half. What was it, 61 yards? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's about 15 yards too short. But, um... Uh, do you think... I don't think it was... because Maybe 10. The guy caught it literally at the back of the end zone, but he caught it right in front of the pole. Mm. I mean, he was balls on. Mm. Kicking from the right hash, which, as you know, college hashes are wider, so you got to right. take it inside a little bit. And, I mean, it was dead on. It was just probably 10 yards short. Right. Somewhere in that neighborhood. Yeah, so... Um, but yeah, we got a little bit of everything. Got some big offensive plays, big defensive plays. Um, well, we didn't really have any. No, there's the fumble, but that was basically the UConn running back for getting just the, dropped it. Yeah. yeah, especially when you watched. The, I watched the highlights last night, and yeah, it was just a bad. He just dropped it. Yeah, what the hell? It's like he was trying to tuck it away, and yeah, bloop. Yeah, blocked a punt, kicked a kick, uh, returned a punt for a touchdown. That was nice. Um, yeah, but. 65-yard punt return. That was And block like broke like five tackles to score, too. Yeah. And the move at the end where oh, he, yeah, he's okay. running and then he just almost stops. He didn't completely stop, but just – and the defender just flies by him and then he jogs the last seven, eight yards. That kid, he, I think he might – what year – do you know what year he is? I do not, know Because it – he's a little small – but again, those are the kind of receivers that excel, especially if he can return punts. Right. Like I could see him going to the big the big game there if Yeah, it was like a slot slot receiver. Slot receiver, punt return yeah. type, you know, you, you bring yeah. uh those two dimensions to a team that's that's more valuable than, you know, just a regular old receiver. Right. Um Ronnie Bell was okay. He had some nice catches. Yeah. Uh, the thing I would point out the most was JJ was not nothing like he was against Hawaii. Oh yeah, no. I don't Hawaii know wanna, he looked like Yeah, I don't know if, if that's a credit to UConn's defense or or what. JJ McCarthy again didn't make the big mistakes, didn't turn the ball over, nothing like that. Uh they didn't really try going down the field much at all. Yeah, I a found lot that kind of, of surprising. Dink and dunk and, and rollouts and bubble yeah. screens, things like that. But a uh, couple of times he either took a sack or ran out of bounds or whatever. And I mean, he's got to be better with his decision-making, right? Like the the one nice big play that he had to the tight end, like he could have hit him. Yeah. Everyone was screaming, seconds. throw it. Yeah. <laughs> the guy was wide open. And if he hits him in stride as they're coming across the right side, he might've scored, but because like the tight end had to stop and wait on the throw and then make a cut inside, I think he got inside the 10 or whatever. He got inside the one, and then yeah, Coram yeah. scored on the next play. Yeah. Um, and then there were a couple where he's rolling out. And I, I will credit UConn's defense. The coverage was there quite a bit. I mean, they were solid on defense. Uh, and instead of throwing it away, he just hangs on, hangs on, hangs on, and either gets sacked or, or run out of bounds for a loss. Right. Um, but he's young. What, sophomore. Sophomore, so... I believe a true sophomore at that. I I think you might be right. You would know more than I would, but no. Um, yeah, Corum looked good. Their backup running back was out, so the third stringer was in. He had a couple of nice plays. Um, unfortunately, we left before I got to see Orgy in the end zone, and it <laughs> happened. He had a ten yard scramble for a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, did he have two or did he? No, he just had one. He had the one, and then what the like the fourth stringer or whatever. Uh, hold on, let me see. Uh, JJ Cade, 
Orgy. Or did somebody play before Orgy? Someone played before Orgy. <laughs> Orgy's the fourth stringer. The fifth stringer fifth had, stringer threw had a, a little had a little dunk and the running back took it for a touchdown, so Yeah, we uh we left right at forty five, right? Forty five nothing. Yeah. And then by the time we got back to the car, it was fifty two. Yeah. And then not long after that it was fifty nine. But wow. um Yeah, we parked what Maybe a third of a mile away. Yeah, wasn't wasn't too terrible. No, not a bad walk. And it was a it was an easy out. And then as we were, we were leaving, going away from the stadium, so we didn't have to fuck with anything. That was my big concern. I thought, well, for one, I wasn't thinking about it being UConn, and that it was going to be an utter blowout. And I also I didn't think you would be willing to leave early. Oh, I, I mentioned that. that yeah, that was, well, that was part of the reason why I picked that game is that. We knew it'd be. I knew it'd be over early, right? So we could kind of beat traffic, and I'd be satisfied when they have the third stringers in there. But that that was kind of surprising too. They kept the a lot of starters in for a while. I'm sur- I couldn't believe they brought them in the third. It was thirty eight nothing, and the starters started the the third period both possessions. I think the defensive starters played two possessions, but JJ and them only played the one. I believe so. Yeah. No. Let's see, thirty-eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Corum had four touchdowns in the first half, yeah. and then that next series they came in, he scored his fifth, and that was pretty much the end of the starters. Which was, yeah, they brought in. We didn't see them bring in. Oh, that's right, because we left right after Corum scored his fifth, right. so we didn't see the next series. That's how we didn't know that Cade McNamara was hurt. Yeah, they had a backup kicker kicking off, so that that was yeah, that was like, our cue. Yeah, all right, yeah. Yeah. Let's get out of here. Yeah, after they got to 45, the, the kicker came in, and Dylan pointed out it was a backup. I'm like, that's when it's time to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're they're clear in the bench. Right. Um, as for myself, who is not a big Michigan fan, I, I would say I'm probably more so now. Um, at this point, I would probably cheer for Michigan over just about anybody except for Florida, and uh, I would say Illinois, but at this point I've given up on that program. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I, I come away with a little more love for them than I had when we got there. Uh, I agree with his sentiment that I, as far as the stadium size, I was underwhelmed, but then when you see it, you know, midway through the first quarter and everybody's there, that's a lot of fucking people. Yeah. Um, hats off to the lovely young, uh, students at Michigan. Okay. Oh, 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 yeah. yeah. Yes, there were yeah. some uh, some definite dime pieces walking around there. and Yeah. Yeah, very, very nice. Yeah, I had to uh, break the news to D's that we're not supposed to catcall in 2022. Yeah, I, I missed that memo. <laughs> I was just hoping to find one with some daddy issues, I guess. Uh, oh, uh, th- this isn't really related to the game, but Shake Shack. We tried that for the we'll first time. We'll get to that in a minute. Okay. One last thing on the game, and then I'm going to rip on Ann Arbor and the other thing. Don't you ever in your fucking life compare fucking Mr. Brightside to Renegade again. It's a little different when it's UConn. I don't care. Like, (laughs) granted, yeah, they they did it during halftime, and it sounded like shit because the band played it. No offense to the band, but that's not really a song I think you could pull off with a marching band. Right. Um, but then they, they played it like 
in the third quarter. And granted, the game was well in hand. But, I mean, yeah, people were singing along. I'll give them credit. But everybody's still kind of nah. – maybe this not the student section because they got nothing better to do. But everybody else is like, okay, cool. Yeah. You need to experience Renegade. Okay. And you will be like – you will apologize. Apologize. <laughs> I just said I prefer the song. Yeah, but as far as the experience, stadium experience. I totally get that. Yeah, you will. I totally get that. Because that whole place just gets rocking, and you're getting slapped in the head by all the towels around you. Right. And, yeah. All right. So, yeah. Let's just I end, was, end that fucking discussion. I was kind of bummed that my throat was already too sore. Like, I was practically whispering the song. <laughs> and I was trying, but I'm like, this hurts. I, I am glad that they played it because I'm sitting there. Dylan went to get something to drink at halftime. I'm sitting there and the band's on the field and they're doing a their little theme halftime show and it was songs you sing in the shower or whatever. And the last one they did was Mr. Brightside. Hmm. And again, I was like, this sounds kind of corny because it's coming from the band and Dylan wasn't there. I'm like, oh, he's going to be so mad. I'm like, because I didn't know. I haven't been there. I didn't know if it was a band thing. Mm-hmm. At which point I was thinking... I'm going to slap Dylan if this is what he's comparing Renegade <laughs> no. to. But and then I was like, man, and he's not here for it. I, at the, I'm like, I hope they play it during the actual game because he's been talking about it since we got these tickets. Like, if you've missed it, he's just going to be fucking heartbroken. I was kind of planning on missing it because I kind of figured they'd play it in the fourth quarter, and I knew that we wouldn't get, we weren't going to be around in the fourth yeah. quarter. So I was like, eh, whatever. Th- thankfully, the people at Michigan knew that as well because <laughs> yeah. I think it was – was it before? No, because we left right at it's forty-five. So it was some. It was like their second or third possession. We basically stayed for most of the third quarter. Like you had said, half halfway through. But it was like five minutes to go. I didn't realize that. I didn't think we stayed. I think it was even less than that. Uh, when I watched the highlight, the quorum touchdown was like four something. Okay. So and, and I think they played it right before that offensive possession. If yeah. I had to guess, because and and. I mean, like I said, they played it for a solid couple of minutes during TV or whatever, and the the crowd interactive interaction part basically takes place more towards the the recognizable chorus. I know you were belting it out as much as you could, yeah, poorly, yeah, uh, but yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it was it was cool, but it's no renegade. Right. That being said, couple of notes, a. If anybody should ever happen to come across this podcast that might be like on the city council of Ann Arbor, Michigan. And I know you know they exist because I've seen them outside of the fucking I'm going to take these heads, headsets off for a second. Go ahead. Well, I'm not going to scream. Oh, okay. I'm just going to say. There are things called left or right, depending on where you're at, turn signals, like traffic signals, the green light, yellow light, whatever. Maybe, just maybe, you should install a few of those in the downtown area where there's fucking four times as many people as there are on the outskirts. Because how many cycles of that light did we sit through? Oh, my God. Dead center downtown. We were trying to get to fucking crazy Jimmy's whatever blippy burger. And we sat at this fucking light at least three or four cycles. Uh, Yeah, at least. Where it just turns green, and it's green in the other way, and it's downtown, so it's just a non-stop traffic. So unless you wanted to take your life in your own hands and risk it, 
literally, I think maybe one car per cycle was able to fucking yeah. sprint out there. And we're waiting, waiting. So we had to drive all the way down U-turn. Nowhere downtown did we see a left turn signal. No. To, to like cross traffic. And on top of that, yes, there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of cars driving around. Thousands and thousands of people are walking around. So if you do try and fucking sprint past and, and get that turn, you're probably going to wipe out 14 people that right. are crossing that street. Like, let's let's work on our traffic control a little bit. You know, yeah. you got on average a hundred thousand people in your town Friday night, Saturday morning, whatever. Let's uh, let's clean it up a little bit. Right. Um, Shake Shack. Yeah, we had never had it. I had heard that, like in the whole burger chain war, that Shake Shack basically ruled the East. You got in and out in the West, Whataburger in the South, Texas area, whatever, and Shake Shack was supposed to be the shit. So we happened to drive by one on our way into downtown Friday night, and we were once we gave up on Crazy Jim's Blimpy Burger, it was like fuck it, let's just hit Shake Shack on the way out. So we stopped there. Not super busy. It was. Moderate. Yeah. Dinner rush, whatever. Ordered a cheeseburger, fries, shake. Uh, Dylan got his cheeseburger in, what, three minutes? I was very confused by that. I'm like, oh, this is mine? All right. Yeah. I got mine in like 15, and I literally ordered next after Dylan. So Mm -hmm. that was interesting. Uh, Overall, it's a good burger. I think I liked it more than you did. Because I actually... I. I I remember thinking back to this. I I, I like the burger. I don't know. I think you were influencing me because I, I I did really like the burger, but at the same time, I'm like, it, it's a good burger. Yeah. If we had, I'll just put it this way: if we had one here in Bloomington, and I'm like in fast food superstore where everyone that is in this area was at, the only place that I wouldn't or that I would. I would do over Shake Shack as Five Guys or maybe Culver's. If I had to compare it, Culver's Burgers mm-hmm. and Shake Shack's, very, very similar. Smaller, I've noticed. That. I thought that too. Shake Shack's Burgers are smaller. A little bit on the small side, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, better than McDonald's, Burger King, all that other bullshit. But as far as the quality of the burger and the ingredients and everything, five it, it doesn't touch Five Guys. Mm. The fries... Just your basic crinkle cut. Yeah. You know, so it's it fails in that area. Um, he got cheese fries. I got bacon cheese fries. And uh, to their credit, they literally chop up real bacon, which is cool, instead of just, you know, throw a fucking sprinkle of bacon, bacon bits on it. Um, the cheese sauce, very weird. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's definitely a cheese blend of some sort, yeah. like multiple cheeses. Didn't taste bad. Just couldn't really, like, pinpoint what it was. Right. And then if you don't eat it quick and the, the melted cheese starts to firm up, then it becomes like thick cheese whiz yeah. in, in, as far as its texture, almost like a cheese spread. Yeah. I think that's a pretty fair assessment. I would say because so. Because, yeah. you, you know, they give you a little like spreader. Yeah, a little wooden forky spreader thing. So I think they know that <laughs> it, it's like cheese butter. Like <laughs> once it firms up, you got to kind of dip it around so yeah that wasn't all impressive milkshake again if i would probably go with a five guys shake or a a culver shake given the choice yeah wasn't terrible 
hand spun, sure, it, it was delicious, but uh, not on par with what you can get at a Culver's or a Five Guys. Yeah. So I think that's the takeaway is Culver's needs a seat at the table in the Burger Wars. No one mentions Culver's. It's always, oh, Five Guys or Shake Shack or Whataburger. No one. It's the Midwest bias, and I'm tired of it. Yeah, no, I agree. Culver's, I like Culver's. Yeah. Uh, and they have, Culver's has a pretty good variety. My only knock on Culver's is you pretty much have to go in. Same th- same thing with Steak and Shake. Like, I don't know why places like that have drive throughs because they fucking take forever. Yeah. Which is great. It's fresh food. Love it. Right. But if I'm going to hit a drive through it's because I'm kind of in a hurry. Yeah. You know, if I've got time, I'll go in and sit down and eat it because you're going to wait the same amount of time in the fucking drive through So right. I never understood why places like that and even Steak and Shake had drive throughs Just, I don't know. It seems like it takes so long. All right. All right. So, anything else? Nah. Trying to think if there's anything else noteworthy on the trip. We almost died twice. Oh, uh, once. We almost died once. Yeah, there are some idiots out there driving. Yeah. That's what you're talking about, right? The yeah. fucking guy that whipped through two cars. Like, didn't pass us. Literally went between us. At I was doing 80, so he had to have been doing 95. Yeah. I mean, he just fucking if i wouldn't have been in hunter's car i might have i might have clipped him yeah just on purpose like right let's fucking yeah 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 you have deniability it's like he fucking scared me i didn't know what happened i freaked out yeah uh just a quick rip through college football appalachian state what a play yeah sure by the time you see this you'll or hear this you will have seen the play but that team's just got Magic. A lot of luck on their side, yeah. Magic, whatever the fuck you want to call it, but uh, very cool for them though because they were hyped. Game day was in town, so obviously they probably had more more people around than they would on a typical Saturday against a team like Troy. Sure, um, and for it to end on a hail mary like that, as that was pretty wild. Yeah. Um. Were there any? Me? Uh, well. Washington knocking off Michigan State was a pretty big upset. Yeah. And pretty much dominated the whole game. Yeah. Yeah. They never trailed. It. I think the closest it got was like 29 to 14. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, Arkansas did end up pulling it off against Miss, Missouri State. Oregon stomped the shit out of 12th ranked BYU. Yes, they did. Yeah. they. That was another game that controlled the entire way. Texas A&M, I mean, in the rankings was an upset, but it wasn't because Texas A&M was favored, which that plays a big part in the next thing I'm going to talk about. All right. Oh, Florida did manage to escape with a win against South Florida. I was kind of sweating that one. Penn State beat the shit out of Auburn. What was the final on that? 41 to 12. Oh, wow. And Southern Illinois hung on to beat Northwestern. Purdue and Syracuse, that was a great game. I think it was like the they said at half the score was what, six to three or nine to three. Nine to three at halftime. Yeah. And the final was thirty two to twenty nine. Yeah. Forty two of those points came in the fourth quarter. They scored a total of seven in the third, and then they combined for forty two in the fourth quarter. Um 
don't really think. Yeah. No, Notre Dame finally gets on the, the win side with a 24-17 victory over Cal. So, But I told you, and I don't know if you ended up watching it yet, um, Cal, uh, they try to Hail Mary on the final play. Two different Cal players had the ball like in their hands and couldn't hold on to it. Wow. So definitely not encouraging for Notre Dame fans. Uh, real quick, looking ahead to week four, we got anything big? Oh, Michigan uh, plays Maryland. I know uh, the Fox crew is going to be there for that game. Georgia taking on powerhouse Kent State. Clemson Wake Forest, that might be a decent game. Baylor. I, Baylor, I, I mean, Iowa State's looking good, 3-0 yeah. right now. Iowa actually scored an offensive touchdown. We saw that. Did they win? Do, do we uh, well, they played a cream puff, so I think what last I checked it was pretty much a blowout. But, uh, uh, I'm uh, sure they won. <clears throat> Florida-Tennessee should be a pretty solid game, depending yeah. on which Florida squad shows up. Yeah, Not not common in the last 10 years that both those teams are ranked. So Notre Dame takes on North Carolina. I got to think North Carolina is probably going to win that one. And Ole Miss, Tulsa, Oregon, Washington State, Arkansas, and Texas. That's the other yeah, big one. Arkansas, one. Texas A and M should be a solid game. Ohio State, Wisconsin. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, no, no major, major games. Um, last thing of note on college football as we were driving home i saw a tweet come across and after some investigation whatever uh so this guy i don't know where he's from but he placed a parlay on FanDuel. 26 leg parlay all on college football all mixed up some over under some spread some money line blah 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 well as we were rolling into the night games he was 24 out of 26 on a seven dollar seven dollars and sixteen cents. Yeah. And FanDuel offered him a cash out of one uh, hundred and thirty thousand, I believe it was. Yeah. One I think it was one thirty two. Hundred and thirty two thousand. Which to me seems kinda low when you've hit twenty four bets. Well seven dollars and twelve or sixteen yeah, cents. Yeah, I guess. You know what I mean? Um and at that point one of the games was Michigan State. Washington, he had the over of 56 and a half. And the other game was he had Texas A&M minus six and a half against Miami. At the point that we were, we discovered this, I think the Michigan State game was 30, 30, 35, something like that. Yeah. I think he it was 29, like, 14. He needed point. like three touchdowns. Yeah. Three touchdowns all, with extra point, 21 points would have put him half a point over so he needed that and almost immediately when we got home they got one not long after that they got two and you started to go to sleep but then washington got to the goal line and got stuffed on fourth and goal so i was thinking oh this guy's sick because hmm. at that point there was like nine minutes left i'm like you don't know if you're gonna get too many more opportunities right. like that very next play, Michigan State throws a pick at the 10-yard line. Huh. So Washington scores. 
He's got the over on that. At that point, it was still 10-3, to 3, Texas A&M over Miami. So, it, I mean, anything could happen. Well, as, through Twitter, I could see that the guy actually was trying to cash out at the $132,000 option. Yeah. But there was a glitch in FanDuel's system. It wouldn't allow him to oh. do it to the point where he was, like, contacting support. People on Twitter were just fucking roasting FanDuel, tagging Pat McAfee, thinking, do something. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's a good thing for him that this happened because through the course of the time that it took, the over hit, mm. that game concluded. So when it was all said and done, they let him cash out before the end of the Miami-Texas A&M game. They let him cash out for $256,000. And he would have won, had that last one hit, would have won just over a million. And it hit. Yeah. I am I would, look, I'd be happy as a pig and shit. Yeah. But there'd be a little part of me inside going, you fucking had it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Stan. Stan, Okay. You had it. You know, uh, India Casino. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let it ride. Right, right, right. Yeah, that. I'd be, I'd look, I'd be happy walking to the bank to deposit my 250, well, probably 180,000. Uh, either way, I'd be happy walking to the bank, but then, like I said, I'd have that little devil on my shoulder going, you fucking pussy. <laughs> <laughs> we could add a million. But hey, kudos to him. I'd like to hear the story on that, though. Like, was this this guy's last seven dollars? Like fuck it, tired of this shit in the just, account. Yeah. yeah, just pick, 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 and then, like, what's your emotional state through the day? Is that one hit? That one hit? That that one hit? That one hit? Like, I imagine at the beginning it's like, oh, okay, I got three so far. Yeah, only twenty three left to go. Woo! Oh wait a minute, that hit. Okay, that hit. That hit. That hit. That hit. Uh, probably the night game is like, oh my god, I only need two more. Yeah, I, I got to think when you're getting into the around twenty. Yeah. At this point, you're just like so overcome with anxiety and yeah. yeah. So kudos to him. Yeah. All right, moving on. We're gonna uh, just do our picks for the day, and then I am gonna start slaving away at the stove. So. Uh, we already had the Thursday night game. That's uh, we don't really need to rehash last no. week's afternoon or so. Uh, we had the Thursday night game this week. It was the Chiefs and the Chargers. A uh, pretty good game. Chargers dropping one. Uh, Herbert got hurt. Got some fractured cartilage in his ribs. My last place Chiefs picks not looking so hot right now. No. Not at, not at all. How dare uh, you bet against Patty Mahomes? Uh, and yeah, Andy Reid. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Uh, good news for Herbert is that he's got the extra time now to heal. We'll see if it affects him in missing any time. So, noon games. Going to kick it off with our boys, Patriots at Steelers. Pittsburgh's home opener. Uh, as far as I know, everybody is a full go, with the exception, obviously, of T.J. Watt, who I guess I should point out, when last we left you, we were pretty depressed thinking TJ was gone for the year, but it's only going to miss 
probably six weeks. He's on IR, but uh, they think around six weeks. If I had to guess, I would say it's probably going to be closer to seven or eight. Praise Zenu. Yeah. He, he still comes back for more than half the season. Uh, so, yeah, Patriots taking on Steelers. Patriots looked like dog shit last week. Uh, defense was not what we're <coughs> used to, and the offense was absolutely atrocious. That being said, home opener, I I don't think – I think the under would be a safe bet probably at 40-and-a-half. Yeah, I would say so. Um, but I think Pittsburgh finds a way here. Patriots. Oh, boy. Uh, we got the Jets taking on the Browns. Jets still going with Joe Flacco, who did not look good against the Ravens. Browns, of course, got uh, Jacoby Brissett. As much as I would like to see the Jets pull the upset here, I just can't see it. I'm going to go Browns. Uh, yeah, I'm, when we're done, I'm going to show you this bet. I, I'm about to place on FanDuel. But, yeah, I, I, I have the Browns money line right now because I think the spread's like seven and a half. Washington Commanders traveling to Detroit to take on the Hard Knocks Lions. Lions started slow, but then they they started to piece it together and actually made that a game at the end against Philly last week. Um, That being said, we saw a lot more of Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz last week instead of Carson Wentz. I think we're going to see more wins this week. I think the Lions win their their home. Opener. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Lions as well. Uh, the line is even on that. Uh, then we got the Bucks traveling to Nolans to take on the Saints. Tom Brady has never. Let me actually let me rephrase this. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have never beaten the New Orleans Saints. That's not true. They beat them in the playoffs the year they won the Super Bowl. In the regular season, the Tampa there Bay Buccaneers have never beaten the New Orleans Saints. I don't uh, think they're going to start this week. Yeah, I'd. Uh, I could see that game going either way, honestly. Um, but yeah, I think I'm going to go with. I think I'm going to go with the Bucks as well. Jameis looked good. Michael Thomas looks like he's back. I'm, I'm going to go Saints. High scoring game. Panthers Giants. Baker Mayfield. The undefeated Giants. I think I think the Panthers bounce back. I think it's going to be a, a closer game than than some, even though the line's only one point. The Giants are actually favored in that game. Saquon looked like Saquon of old. Uh, so did C-Mac, for that matter, for a good part of that game. So we've yeah. got a battle of the two running backs that haven't been able to stay healthy in their careers. Right. Uh, I think the Pouncer- Panthers find a way to bounce back. Um, I'm gonna actually go with the Panthers, the Panthers, the Giants. Um, mainly because the Panthers lost to a Browns team that had Jacoby Percet as their starter, and the Giants beat a healthy Titans team that you know we're expecting to be pretty good this year. I mean, everyone forgets they were the one seed in the AFC last year. Yeah. Um. So I think the Panthers too losing to a backup quarterback can be a little demoralizing, and especially with the way the Giants won, going for it on. Or not going for it, but going well. Two point conversion, yeah. you know. I I think they're gonna be gonna be hyped and and yeah. From what I hear, it looks like there's actually excitement around the Giants now, at least for from the last week game. At least, so at least for a week. Yeah, at least for a week. So I, you know, I'm gonna take the Giants. And we got the Colts traveling to Clown Town to take on the Jags. Little revenge game there. Jaguars knocked them out of the playoff contention last year in what turned into an epic rant from Pat McAfee. 
And uh, Colts battled their way to a tie with a team that many thought to be competing for the first overall pick in Houston. Jaguars looked much improved despite losing. And by all accounts, Colts are really banged up. Hmm. Yeah, I know Pittman's not playing. And... I'm going to go Jags. I think Shaq uh, Leonard's out, too. I'm, I'm going to go Jags. You know, I'm going to go Jags, too. Dolphins taking on Baltimore. Um, both squads looked really good last week against really bad teams. Yeah, this is a in Baltimore. I'm going. I'm going the Fins. I'm going to go with the Ravens. Um, Ravens lost one of their starting corners with a torn ACL. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I'm still going to go with the Ravens. J.K. Dobbins, they believe to be still out. No. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go Fins. Right. Uh, Falcons. The hapless give up leads in the fourth quarter. Falcons traveling to L.A. Both teams coming in 0 and 1. I think the Rams bounce back here. Bounce back fairly big. Yeah, I think pretty sure that's another part of my parlay here. Um, I th- believe they're ten and a half point favorites. Um, I'm going to take that. Oh, no, ten. Ten. Seahawks 49ers. Um, Trey Lance looked like shit, but it was hurricane conditions. Seahawks came out and Geno Smith looked like a guy that he replaced. I mean, yeah. he did not look like the Geno Smith that we've seen for the last six, eight years, however long he's been in the league. Um, I I don't know why the Seahawks are such dogs in this game. I really don't. Nine points. I I, I don't get it. I, I don't we haven't really seen a lot from Trey Lance, even going back to last year. Gino looked really, really good. I'm going to take the Niners for the simple fact that I think they were the the Seahawks were just hype about. Yeah, that's a good point. At home against you know playing against Russ, and I think the 49ers know that they probably let one get away. Bad weather. Uh, I think Trey Lance bounces back a little. I don't think he's going to be a world beater or whatever, but I I think the the guys around him rally and they they find a way to. I'm not so sure I would take take them at nine under. Yeah. I, I think I would take the money line on that. I, I don't trust San Francisco to, to beat Seattle by 10 points. Yeah, I think the Niners are going to win, but I'm going to take the spread. I, I probably would too. Yeah. Uh, Bengals-Cowboys taking on Cooper Rush as Dak is out a minimum of four to four weeks is what they're saying, but probably going to be a little longer. Had surgery on his thumb. Uh, Bengals, obviously we know what happened there. Uh, I think they'll come bounce back big, although, look, go Cowboys, but I don't think it's going to be enough. I think Bengals probably win big here. Yeah, um, I think the line on that seven. Was, okay. Well, I'm, this line, I don't know what sure. FanDuel is. FanDuel at a seven and a half. Um, okay. But, yeah, I'd, I'm going to go with the, the Bungles as well. Texans traveling <laughs> to Denver. Denver coming off, of course, that big loss at the 64-yard field goal attempt. Uh, Texans coming off that huge tie against Indy. I think Russ cooks today. They're going to get the win here. I think they win, but I'm actually I I'm not as low on Houston as a lot of people are. I think Davis Mills, he was the best co- rookie quarterback last year. People forget that. Um, 
I so. still don't understand why they did like they were all hype about this Damian Pierce and he only had like ten carries. Yeah. They gave more carries to Rex Burkhead. I don't know. I, I don't know. But. Um but yeah, I'll take Denver to win, but I think I'm gonna take the Texans on the spread as well. Ten. Yeah. Uh then we got the Cardinals traveling to the Raiders, both teams coming off of losses. Cardinals did not look very good against the uh Kansas City Chiefs. Raiders Put up a bit of a fight, but Derek Carr struggled quite a bit. Uh, looked like he's going to be throwing to Devontae a lot. Mm-hmm. Devontae had 10 catches last week on 17 targets, something like right. that. Um, in Vegas. Uh, Vegas are 5.5 favorites. One of these teams who is a many pick to be a playoffs is going to start 0-2. I think the Cardinals bounce back. I'm going to take the Raiders because Devontae Adams had 10 catches and he was being guarded by J.C. Jackson all game, and the Cardinals do not have a corner. J.C. Jackson was out that game. Oh, no, you're right. Yeah. Okay. I thought, oh. Shit, that changes things. <laughs> You know, I, I, I mean, think the Cardinals I'm, still don't have a J.C. Jackson on there. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm still going to take the Raiders. And then Sunday night, Bears Packers. I got to agree with Aaron. I think even with nobody catching the ball, he still owns the Bears. I'm going to take Green Bay. I, Although I might take the Chicago and the points if I were had to bet it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think the the pack bounces back this week. Um, I'm going to take the Packers, and you know what? I'm not worried about the points either. I, it's Aaron Rodgers versus Justin Fields. I'll take Aaron Rodgers. I I think they're getting one of their linemen back. I don't believe Bach, Tiare, is going to be back till next week. But, yeah, I, I, yeah. I think the Packers are going to find a way here in Green Bay. If it were in Chicago, I might be swayed, but um, – I think Aaron's going to whip those boys into shape or has whipped those boys into shape this this week, and we'll see how it goes. Yeah. They started – I mean, their first week one last year was also disastrous. So. Yeah, even worse yeah. than it was this year. Then we got a double header on Monday. We got the Titans taking on the Bills in Buffalo. Buffalo is a 10-point favorite. That's a big spread for a team that was the number one seed last year. Yeah. That being said, Buffalo looked like absolute juggernauts against the Rams, so I'm going to go Bills. Uh, me as well. Um, I don't think I'm going to take those points, but yeah. I, th- I think the loss of, um, I can't remember his name, but their pass main pass rusher and the loss of A.J. Brown to the trade um, might be a little too much for the Titans to overcome this year, Yeah, especially given that they're going to be playing a pretty tough schedule. Um, so yeah, taking the Bills there. And in the... Late game, although it's not all that late, but uh, Vikings traveling to Philadelphia, both coming off of um, pretty big wins. Yeah. Vikings, I'm going to take the Eagles. I Eagles were my Super Bowl pick, at least to get there. I'm going to take the Eagles. I'm going to take the Vikings, actually. Um, I, I just I think that their roster's pretty good. They looked really good last week against the Packers. So, yeah, that's what I'm going to take. All right, well, there you have it. We are going to uh, take a little break and cook up a whole bunch of wings and eat and 
hopefully have some fun stuff to talk about when we come back. Hold on, I want to read this bet to you Go and ahead. get your thoughts on it. Um, FanDuel did a 50% match on deposit. So <coughs> I got a, for twelve fifty. why not? Like a six-leg parlay. I've got the Rams minus 10, Seattle eight and a half, plus eight and a half. The Bungles minus seven and a half against the Cowboys. Yes. Browns money line. Yes. Houston plus ten. Packers minus ten and a half. Well, you're laying a lot of points. Yeah. Could I see it happening? Yeah. But I would be going against my own picks if I agreed with you. Okay. All right. I, I, Does I any of that seem it's... unreasonable? Let's say that. No. Okay. No. It, all of that could happen. Okay. That's why the lines are what they are. But right. I mean, it, being devil's advocate, if I had to say anything, I'd, you're gonna you're gonna lose one or two of those ten pointers by like a field goal. I think. Okay. Right. That'd be my guess. So. All right. Well, that will wrap up part one of episode number one hundred. We will be back after all the festivities to uh, run down the noon games and kind of keep you abreast of what's going on, and we'll see if there's any uh, big stories that break during the day. So we'll be back. Stick around. Hanging with D's will be right back after they drain the main vein. Now might be a good time to do that thing you've been putting off while listening to this godforsaken show. And we're back. Noon games are... mm, Wrapping up. Ra- wrapping up. Uh, well, the wings were good. Yeah. The Steeler football was not. Offense specifically. Yeah. Um, 17-14 is the final, uh, moving Pittsburgh's record to now 0-5 lifetime without one T.J. Watt. Uh, definitely wasn't a defensive problem. No. At the end, you know, they were. you could tell they were gassed. Right. And they gave up some rushing yards there that allowed New England to seal it. A um, couple of really critical errors may have cost the game. Being... I, just, I just want to jump in for a second here. The Jets currently down six, driving down 35 seconds left, first and 10, and incomplete. But, yeah, they're driving down, so this we might have a wild finish here. So. Yeah. We had the, the muffed punt was, was killer, mm-hmm. Gunnar Olszewski. I don't know if he was a little overhyped playing his former team or what, but just let the ball hit him right in the face, and that allowed New England to recover, what, around the 15, 10, something like that. Yeah. And then uh, Cam Sutton just flat out dropped. I mean, it was right in the breadbasket, an interception um, that would have got the, the ball back for us in really good field position instead of getting pinned back deep. Um, that being said, the – The real problem is on the offensive side of the ball. Um, While by no means am I giving him a pass because Mitch Trubisky is is not looking great. Um, Seems like he's... From from what I'm reading on Twitter, there were guys open downfield and we keep taking the checkdowns. That being said, Matt Canada's got to go. How many times are we just going to throw two, three, four-yard passes out to the sides where even if we do catch it, it gives the defense enough time to react and get there and make a tackle? Sure. If a wideout breaks a tackle? Jets scored, by the way. That's that's awesome. Not for my parlay, but yes. Overall, it's awesome. 
Um, we'll, we'll get to <laughs> my cat is trying to destroy my uh, studio here. Um, so yeah, Matt Canada. Look, if last year I said that I was willing to give him a pass and, and basically thought that maybe our offense was so utterly pathetic because Ben couldn't throw the ball downfield with the combination of the O line as well. Yeah. But it appears Matt Canada just doesn't really believe in throwing the ball downfield unless you absolutely have to or maybe just once a game when we've got playmakers on that on the outside, whether it's Claypool, Johnson, Fryermuth, like why do we not attack the field middle of the field more often? I don't understand it. I, I it just it's absolutely dumbfounding. And Najee couldn't really get anything going till late. Um I think Trubisky was sacked, what, twice? Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, one of those was straight up just a dumb like coverage sack where Trubisky didn't get rid of the ball. Um, the offensive line and pass protection, I won't say it was abs- it was horrible. wasn't great. wasn't maybe not even good, but it wasn't like Trubisky wasn't getting killed back there. Um, <laughs> I don't uh, the the fan like I like I said Trubisky struggled a couple drives first home game there were chance of Kenny 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 I don't if Kenny's your future I don't know that I put him in to a Matt Canada offense well with this offense line too that you know. I mean I think that's a factor as well as I don't I'm sure you've heard the rumor that quietly behind closed doors Tomlin has kind of said he doesn't want Kenny to play this year I wonder if that's why. Could very well be. I mean, you notice when we went to no huddle, we scored a touchdown. Yeah. Because Trubisky's out there calling his own plays, much like last year. And when Ben was would go no huddle, that seemed to be when we would get moving down the field. Uh-huh. You let Matt sit in that booth and think about it, and he just comes up with the most insane fucking plays that that net two and three yards a pop, and it's it's frustrating. Uh on the bright side, we pretty much expected to come out of this week at one and one. Yeah. It's just been the exact opposite of what we thought it was going to be. Right. Looking forward to next week. We got a short week before we take on Cleveland, who is uh, in a bit of trouble right now. Yeah, Brissett did just have a big scramble. Um, I don't believe they're in field goal range yet, but hey, they're getting close. Um, they do only have 12 seconds, but I believe they also have timeout, a timeout or two. So if they get like a 20, yeah, they're about about 15 yards out of field goal range. This is the Joe Fac- Flacco-led Jets, correct? Yes, yeah. yes it is. And these are literally the and that's picked, picked and off it's by over set. The Jets are going to beat the goddamn Cleveland Browns in Cleveland. Yeah. Brownie the elf debuted on the 50 yard line and uh, he witnesses the Browns is the Browns. Yeah. I know, but I thought the Jets is the Jets might be stronger, but very, very good. Yeah. Point. Wow. Yeah, fuck indeed, Jacoby. 
So at least uh, something good happened today. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Steelers lose uh, again. Defense was really good. Minka had a nice pick. Um, I, I, a couple mistakes here and there, but overall, when you only allow 17 points, you're supposed to win those games for the most part. Yeah. You know, uh, they got tired at the end and, and got gassed for some, some runs there. But by and large, if your defense only surrenders 17 points in an NFL football game, the uh, <clears throat> statistics and odds say that you should win more than you lose. Yeah. But our offense is anemic. Um, part Canada, part Trubisky, part offensive line. I, of those three, I think Trubisky's probably the third in that. Uh, agreed. Um, I mean, maybe he knows that the offensive line is so bad that he's just dumping the ball off so he doesn't die. But at some point, I mean, you're trying to make it in this league and, and prove that you're a starting caliber. Take take charge. You're a captain. Yeah. You know, do, do something. Call some audibles. Send some guys deep. You've got – obviously, we've got playmakers. You know, they, George Pickens only had one target or one catch today. And he was dynamic in the preseason. It's it's just baffling. Yeah. Uh, all right, moving on. We had a uh, quite the Donnybrook down in New Orleans, and the Bucks are up on the Saints, twenty to ten. Looks like they're going to get a win there, I believe. Uh, no, no, I guess they do still have the ball, but it's over. Miami's getting into field goal range. They're down. Oh, three. they're in field goal range. Yeah. According to the ESPN app, they are deep. Yeah. Okay, well then, well it's probably ahead. I think I know Red they're zone. on the seven. Oh, okay, Chase Red. Edmonds is going to run it up the middle to for twenty eight yards. Spoiler alert. Right. <laughs> I was just going to say I can. I've noticed Red Zone is delayed a bit. So yeah. So Bucks look like they're going to hang on to beat the Saints twenty two ten. Brady gets his first regular season win against the Saints. Big fight in that that game. Uh, Mike Evans and Marshawn Lattimore got into it. And if you recall, they got into it pretty heavy a few years back, back when Jameis was still a buck. Uh, both of them were ejected. And um, Tom, who already didn't have any receivers and actually was joking with OBJ, who, yes, was in New Orleans showing off that Super Bowl ring, um, that he didn't have any receivers, and then he loses Mike Evans. So... I think one of the the guy that caught the touchdown was uh, Brashard Perryman or something, somebody like that who you wouldn't expect. Um, Baltimore got up to a huge lead on the Dolphins, and uh, we thought the "fuck you, pay me" tour was uh, was really going to explode, but looks like Baltimore's defense has uh, let them down. Well, I mean, I'd say and, it still is, even though... And, and allowed Miami to get back into the game. Uh, right now, it looks like it's a goal-to-go situation with under 30 seconds. Miami looking to take the lead and or tie. Uh, we'll get the update on that in just a second. Uh, Falcons-Rams just underway. Seahawks-Niners also just underway. Other action. Uh, as we said, the Jets get the one-point win over the Browns. The Lions... The Detroit Lions jump out to a 22-0 lead in the first half and hang on to get the win at home, 36-27, despite... Incomplete uh, on first down for Miami. Carson Wentz 
uh, throwing for three touchdowns. Uh, Amon St. Brown for the Lions was was huge today. Uh, nine catches, 116 yards, two touchdowns, and I believe DeAndre Swift had a pretty solid game as well. Uh, the Giants, you were right on that one. The Giants get the win over the Panthers, 19-16, to uh, despite a pretty solid day by Christian McCaffrey. Uh, How did Saquon do in that? Did you pay attention? Um, I think he had a pretty good... 72 yards, no touchdowns, uh, three catches. And meanwhile, McCaffrey went for 100, but no scores, and caught four. Uh, Baker Mayfield did not throw any picks, so... Can't really put the blame on him. But the Giants, I can't believe I'm going to say these words. The Giants are 2-0 and undefeated yeah. to start this NFL season. Also, what do we have? We, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I never doubted it. Shut out the Indianapolis Colts down in Duval. Clown Town. Well, I can't wait to see what Pat has to say about that because they were, it was pretty brutal just in the tweets. They, yeah. Yeah. So the Colts fall to 01 and 1. Jacksonville 1 and 1 now. Trevor Lawrence has a pretty good day. Two touchies and uh, 235. James Robinson, former ISU alum, gets a touchdown as well. So yeah, Jags. Uh, basically just dismantle the Colts. That's that's pretty sad. At this point, you, you got to wonder if it's not Frank Reich. Um, I personally don't think so, but it's kind of hard when you have, okay, well, Phillip Rivers, they went to the playoffs that year. I mean, Wentz is, you know, the Eagles did give up on him for a reason. Yeah. I mean, then he did play bad. I mean, you know, who else sprains both their ankles on one play? Yeah. Uh, and pretty wild. Yeah. So, and Matt Ryan is up there. So I, it's, I, I don't know. It's, time shall tell, I would say. All right. I have a spoiler. Uh, okay. I already got it off the screen so you wouldn't see it. Okay. Well, I'm assuming it's a touchdown since you're smiling about it. Yeah, so then there you go. Well, that's good. Tua has led the Miami Dolphins all the way back from, what was it, 35-14, 28-7 at one point, something like that? I think they were down like three scores, yeah. Uh, it was 28-7 at halftime. I don't know if it got to 35-7 or if it was 28-14, but the Miami Dolphins, with their goofy-ass <laughs> hippie stoner coach, have come all the way back with 28 fourth-quarter points to take the lead on the ball on the Baltimore Ravens, 42-38. to But, to be fair for Lamar, I mean, you can't blame him. That's the defense yeah. giving all that up. I mean, I don't, maybe, maybe Lamar... Had a hand in the offense stalling, who knows. But um, if you look at the stat sheet, Lamar did enough to win a football game, that's for sure. Um, your defense gives up 28 points, 35 in the second half. Bad things are going to happen. Yeah. It's good news for us, obviously, as Steeler fans. We keep our division nice and tight, and everybody's going to be uh, locked in a little 
little tie action there at one and one. Um, like I said, the Steelers' next two games are against Cleveland on Thursday night, and then the following week they'll play the Jets. So uh, all I got to say is I really hope TJ has the same kind of power as JJ and heals fast, but with a torn pec, I think best-case scenario, like I said, we're looking at seven, eight weeks. Uh, the 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 pass rush just wasn't there today. Uh, you could tell that Highsmith was getting keyed on after having three sacks last week, and Malik Reed. So a couple times he got decent pressure. A couple times I saw him get blatantly hold held, but got to find a way to get there. That's that's the only way that uh, we're going to be successful is to create turnovers and and give our anemic offense more chances than they should have to uh, to get things going there. Any other thoughts? Uh, no. No. Baltimore has it at the 40 with 14 seconds left. Hmm. So, <clears throat> yeah, they're down four, so they got to go the length of the field and get a touchdown. And right. uh, I'm not quite sure that they have enough time on the clock to be able to do that. Which would be awesome. That if they can't do that. Yes, if they can't do that. Tua, 35 of 50, 459 yards, six touchdowns. Two of those to Tyreek Hill, who has 11 catches for 190 yards. Maybe Tyreek Hill was right. Maybe Tua is the most accurate quarterback in the NFL. (laughs) I Probably not, but he's no bum. I you know, he was kind of maligned last year. Oh yeah, and uh, good, good on him for bouncing back. And I know Miami was in the the Brady sweepstakes even as as late as this coming season with the whole Brady retirement thing. Um, so, two is kind of giving a middle finger to the naysayers and led this team to potential two and zero record to start the season. Well, that's ahead of me. Like I'm watching this, but I don't. Yeah, sorry. How many seconds do you have left? Eight. No. Well, there's only six on this one. Okay. Third and one. They just took their last time out with four seconds left now. So they are pretty much down to their last play. It's going to take a miracle. They're at the 50, so Lamar can get it there. Yeah. Without a doubt, he's got the arm to get it there. Question is, do they have anybody that can make the play? With uh, Falcons, Rams off to a slow start, zero zero there. A um, little over halfway through the first, and right around the same amount of time, the Niners have a three nothing lead on the Seahawks. And that's is that the only two? Oh no, we got a couple three twenty five kickoffs too, so they have not kicked off as of yet. Um, while we're waiting on this game to go final. As TJ is trying to fucking rip the mouse out of my hands via chewing on the cords. Um, looking ahead, what what are your thoughts for Thursday night? Because I don't think we'll. Play. No, no, we won't be. Um, uh, I was think I was feeling pretty good. I mean, I mean, I, they did just lose to the fucking Jets, so I mean, I guess that is encouraging. 
Yeah, but we just lost to the Patriots, who looked really bad last week, too. So Yeah. Hail Mary. Follows up. Incomplete. Game over. No flag. Bateman wants one. Isn't one. Game over. Dolphins win. Miami beats Baltimore Ravens. So our... Well, if things go the way we have picked them or planned and expected, our uh, the entire AFC North will be one and one after this weekend. <clears throat> uh, that being said, yeah, going ahead next weekend or next week Thursday night, Pittsburgh travels to Cleveland. Um, look, bottom line is we got to play better on all sides of the ball. The Matt Canada has to call a better fucking game. Um, obviously. Cleveland has shown that even with Jacoby Brissett, they can put points on the board. Yeah. Um, granted, I, I believe our defense is a little better than what the Jets and the uh, the team that Cleveland fuck yeah who was beat it? last week. Um, I don't know. Just click on it real quick instead of. I know, but I should remember that because they shouldn't have won that game, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, I believe you're correct. Didn't it take some? Yeah, Panthers. against the Panthers, who haven't really shown to be world breakers, and by all accounts, Panthers should have won that game, but gave up just enough yards for a 58-yard field goal try. So yeah, we, we just we got to get our shit together. Um, looks like Steelers have come out of this game relatively healthy, um, with the exception, obviously, of TJ, but. Um, Speaking of TJ, I'm pretty sure he's about to just gnaw into my ankle. I was here watching any there. second. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a division game, you know. All all bets are off the table. Anytime, you know, doesn't seem to matter who's in the game. Uh, when you get a division game going, it, things can get a little screwy. Um, got to uh, got to contain. I know we're not going to stop, but we have to contain Chubb and uh, Hunt. Make Brissett try and beat us and, and hopefully force in him force him into a few mistakes and keep Miles Garrett off Trubisky. I mean, obviously we're going to have to get rid of the ball quick, but let's get rid of the ball quick a little more middle of the field and down the field rather than yeah. one yard deep, ten yards wide. Like that just absolutely mind-blowing when, when they do that shit. But we'll see. I mean, we're here, so I'm I'm trying to stay optimistic. It's really hard after games like this, right? You know, um, I still feel like if we have TJ today, we win this game. I would. I, just, I, I, I think I, Mac Jones is not going to have the kind of time that he had, and yeah, it's it's depressing. Hate fucking losing games that you know that you on paper you're better than the other team. I think Tomlin kind of gets in his own way sometimes and, and lets things happen, i.e. letting Matt Canada call this offense because it is – it's like a high school offense. Like, you don't trust your quarterback to throw the ball more than fucking five yards down the field. All right. And you're not going to win a lot of games by doing that. The, the NFL guys are, are too big, too strong, too fast. And you, you might complete, complete some passes, but – they're going to get tackled right after that two-yard gain, and next thing you know, it's fucking third and six, third and seven, and now or there's nothing in the playbook to to go deep. Plus, the offensive line can't keep quarterback clean enough long enough to, to be able to find a guy down deep. 
Rams scored seven nothing over the Falcons right now. So, uh, any anything else of note? Nope. No. All right. Well, let's end this weekend, and we'll be back uh, probably Saturday or Sunday, depending on your schedule. I guess don't necessarily have to be Sunday now because there's no Steeler game, but probably still Sunday. It won't be Saturday. Maybe, maybe Sunday afternoon. Yeah, maybe come out. Like Watch some football, and we can record it anytime and just talk about it after we right. figure it out. Uh, you'll have to uh, send me your picks. Okay. And I'll like I'll I'll record our picks before, so that they're there and documented, so that we can go back and look at how wrong we are depending on mm-hmm. what time you you show up. So, all right, folks, that will in fact wrap it up for us this week. Um, overall, still a good weekend. Didn't get the outcome we wanted in the football game, but had a good time at the, uh, the old ball game and, uh, got to eat a lot of really good wings, got a lot left over. So I know what I'm having for lunch for the next couple of days. <laughs> so as always, I am D's. He's Dylan. Bye-bye. See ya.